Good morning, this is John Murtha coming to you from WNZN in Lorain, Ohio. I'm very happy that you tuned in on this beautiful autumn morning. We're here in the station with our engineer, Wanda Ewing. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. My good friend and assistant, David Abu. David. Good morning, John. Great to be here. Yeah, it's such a it's a beautiful day, you know, yeah, like early is. autumn or oh, late sure summer. Is. I don't know what you yeah. call it, but it's, yeah. it's really a, a beautiful day. You know, I'm always mindful of the scripture. It says... Um, Today is the day that the Lord has made, yes. and we should, and we would, and we, yeah. sh you know, we're forgetful sometimes to rejoice, rejoice and, be and be glad in it. Yes. You know, we have a lot to be glad for. Even the fact that we came here to this radio station, yes. the health and, and strength and a vehicle and this radio station, you know, that we're oh, able yeah. to sit here and, and share God's word right. and, and get the messaging out. Yeah. So if anybody is not getting a good, clear signal, you can live stream us on www wnzn.com wnzn.com dot yeah. org. org i'm sorry dot yeah. org and uh but we're going to be picking up on some of the topics we've been discussing the last couple of weeks david and then mm -hmm. that is the bigger picture is this the bible is two books but one story yes two Absolutely. books but one story yeah. and the old mm -hmm. testament and the new testament interlock uh, that's why Jesus will say that Scripture cannot be broken. Yep. It's a unified whole. And we can approach this on many different uh, angles. But one of the ways we were looking at lately is the whole concept of typology yep. or what's known in the Scripture as foreshadowing uh, something about mm -hmm. Jesus. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. like, for example, the tabernacle in the Old Testament. Well, one of those elements in the tabernacle are fulfilled in Jesus Christ. We looked at the how Moses was very much a type or a foreshadowing mm -hmm. of Jesus. He was a deliverer. He brought yeah. the covenant. Right. He did miracles, on and on. And so then we looked at um, last week. We actually started with the person of David. Yes. Now yeah. this is a very important thing. We're going to see on many levels because there was a prophecy written approximately a thousand years before Jesus came incarnation and it was given in 2nd Samuel chapter 7 verse 12 to David that one day a descendant of his would sit on a throne would be king forever okay this is very important point forever and we know that when you study Old Testament and Jewish history that sometimes their kings were not good kings, or they didn't even have a king. Yeah. Oftentimes, some there was a foreign occupied in, uh, you know, like uh, Herod or Pilate, and these different ones that actually control the country. But actually, he says, "I will give you someone that is going to be on your throne, and this will be uh, forever and ever." And so. We always look forward. They, the, the Jewish people look forward to this king. I'll, I'll just actually read it. Or it's in Second Samuel chapter seven, um, and it's starting with um, verse ten, uh, uh, eleven, uh, particularly twelve, okay. and thirteen. Uh huh. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own mm -hmm. and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time, as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies. Also, the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee an house 
And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. Okay. And verse uh, 13. Sure. Wanda, he think. shall build an house for my name. And I will establish the throne of his king forever. Okay, so we yeah. see several things here. Mm -hmm. Number one, it's going to be a descendant of David. Yeah. And now David was of the tribe of Judah, yeah. which is the kingly line. The tribe of Levi was the priestly line. So we're getting this promise and that it's his reign or his rulership will be forever. Verse 15 says, But my mercy shall not depart from him as I took it from Saul when I removed it. And your house, verse 16, and your kingdom shall be established forever. Your throne shall be established forever. Do you understand this? Yeah. This Because it even says here, David, you're going to die. You're going to pass mm -hmm. away. So it's not David, right? We know that there's this coming one, and they were looking for this person that they would call son of David. Yes. In other words, it simply means the descendant of David. Right. So when you come to Matthew chapter 1, when the New Testament opens... Uh, this this is going to play a very important, uh, sort of speak, introductory mm -hmm. or connection with David. And several reasons why we study this. One, it's scripture. Yes. <laughs> All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Yeah. It is profitable right. for doctrine, for instruction, for correction. Yes. Uh -huh. But it also gives us a greater appreciation uh, for the word of God. When you mm -hmm. see how beautiful the tapestry of scripture is. Yeah. And we're picking on these threads and they all weave together to give us a portrait of Jesus Christ. Well, look how chapter 1, the very beginning, first book of the New Testament, <clears throat> yes. verse 1, chapter 1. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Ah, right from the beginning, yeah, when yeah, you go right to the there. genealogy, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. son of David, yeah. and, and that establishes um, there should be no confusion. Yeah. you know, And it's very similar with Luke, where, where it, it's going to present Jesus as he is um, coming forward. And uh, if you look at Luke, same thing in Luke chapter 1, verse um, 68 and 69. Luke chapter 1, verse 68 and 69. These prophecies are given about Jesus when they, they know he's, he, you know he's going to be born. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Yeah, see that? Yeah, in the house, there's a household. Right. And then he says, yeah. verse 70, yeah. as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we know this, this, this actually has the capacity to increase our faith. Mm -hmm. right. The more you know about something, the more you are confident in that. Like if yeah. you were selling a product, yeah. the more you know that product, yeah. the Absolutely. more confident you are in presenting that product. And the, well, strong, and the stronger, I'm sorry, and no. the stronger your delivery when yes. presenting the product. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's part of you. You just say, I believe this thing, it works or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. But so too, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the problem we often have today even uh, in Christendom, is we don't really go back into the Old Testament no. mm. and see these relationships. And that's yeah. why Jesus said, search the scriptures, yeah. for they testify of me. Yeah, okay. that's in Luke 5, 30, mm -hmm. 39. You search the scriptures because that in them you have eternal life. And it is these that testify concerning me. Th that's the other thing, John. That John. When, you, mm -hmm. yeah, it, the, it, when you take a look at that, the fact that they talk about our eternal life 
yeah. and the fact that we're saved. I mean, that, that that's just as important as the fact that they're testifying to the Son of God. Yeah, that, that's that's what this is all about. We're saved. That's right. Yeah, and and every time we study this, every time we read this, it adds to our faith. Yes, and hopefully to our listeners who are out yeah. there to say. Well, maybe I've never seen this before, right. or maybe I'm, right. I have doubts, mm-hmm. or I'm not sure. Yeah. I want more assurance. We see Scripture is written to us that we might have the assurance. Yes. Let, let's look at this for a moment. Yeah. I think it's some, look at First John, um, uh, not the not the Gospel of John, but the first letter of John. He writes actually three letters. So John uh, one. Uh, John no. One John. Oh, one, one John. John. The yeah. letter. He writes three epistles, but uh, it's incredible. I mean, he. If you look at verse 12 in in 1 John, mm-hmm. John's first letter, mm-hmm. chapter 5, okay. and verse 12. He hath, he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Now notice, this one verse, it's all one syllable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's your basic definition of Christianity, yeah. or Christian. He, there it is. He yeah. who has the Son has <clears throat> life. Period. Okay. Uh-huh. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Right. There's it's yeah. it's binary. It's, it's yeah. either or. Yeah. You understand? It's yeah. so clear. It's, now look at this. Yeah. So once we have life, right. you know, we to as many as received him, it says in John chapter one, mm-hmm. to them he gave the privilege or the power to become a child of God. Yes. Then he says, These things I have written mm. the scripture. To you who believe, that's to believers, yes. in the name of the Son of God, that you might know yes. you have eternal life. Right. See, a lot there of people are believers, <laughs> yeah. but because they have not read everything that's yes. written, yeah. they don't have that full assurance. Yeah. Does that make sense? It yeah. does. Jack, it does. Isn't it one of the biggest questions everybody has is their life after death? What is the purpose of our life? Mm. That That's what this book does. Mm. It's, it's clearly a, stated in the scripture. Right it's here. almost like being an American yeah. and not fully knowing the Constitution yes. or the Bill of Rights. Right. And you don't fully know all, all that yeah. you're entitled to or right. that, that, that you're guaranteed yeah. or that you're, you're right as a citizen. Yeah. Protection under the law, yeah. a jury, innocent until proven guilty. Same thing when I travel overseas or when I travel overseas. Yes. You have the right of an American. Yes. To go to the embassy, yeah. and, and but if you don't know it, yeah. Yeah. it's like a rich uncle dies and leaves yeah, you in his a, will. I like that when you bring that up, the inheritance. <laughs> you never yeah. read it. Right. Well, you could live a pauper's life yeah. and have all this money, <laughs> but if you never read the will yes. and applied for mm-hmm. that which was given to you. But, but this is he like says, our will. Yeah. He says, that you might, these things I have written, that's scripture, mm-hmm. that you might know you have eternal life. And that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Yes. And then verse 14, that you have confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears yes. us. Yeah. Yeah. This is powerful messaging. Yeah. How to become a believer, yes. have the assurance of salvation, uh-huh. and have a very effectual prayer life. Yes. It's yeah. all based on knowing what God's word says. He yes, hears Barbara. us, but the timing of it isn't always our timing. It's yes. his timing, but you got to remember that. And I think yes. that that's why you know you need to be together w- with other strong Christians mm-hmm. so that so you're not focused on the timing. You just need to know he's listening yes. and he hears you. Yes. And if you focus on doing the right things in your life, one day he will he will give you uh, the gift. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? and, and right, to, Wanda? Absolutely. And to back and to Further, your point, verse 15 says, and if we know that he hear us, 
right. whatsoever we ask, mm -hmm. we know that we have the, the petitions that we desired of him. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. right there. Well, that's yeah. powerful that's stuff. Powerful it is. It's very stuff. powerful. And, um, it's very powerful, man. Uh, how do we know? Are people awake this morning? <laughs> okay. Well, you know, it says, if we ask anything, <laughs> if we ask anything according to his will. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, right. Well, how do we know his will? If we know his word, we know his will. Yes. That's right. So these are high instructions for living, you know. What are, sometimes we, we don't have enough belief, yeah. faith, so we're running on spiritual fumes. Yeah. We're still a believer, don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. But if we don't understand what's contained here, right. we can't appropriate it yeah. and say, you know what? I'm really praying for God's favor to open yeah. up a yeah. job situation. I'm really yeah. praying yeah. about right. this situation yeah. regarding a prodigal yeah. a yeah. son or a daughter. Or a friend. I'm really praying that we're looking for a property right. and we pray, we believe it's in God's will that we, yes. you know, all of these things are real practical prayers mm -hmm. that God wants us to ask to include him. Yeah. Yes. Why and leave the, him out? And yeah. The, and the favor is there for us and it's so powerful and plentiful yeah. that even though the scripture said they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, mm -hmm. some things that come into manifestation uh, the favor that we experienced uh -huh. and off, off, mm -hmm. offline before we even came on the air, David and I were testifying of some of those things. Yeah. They are so huge. You can't even, some things you can't share yeah, because right. they're so huge. Yeah, yeah. right, right. That's right. The favor yeah. of yeah. the very own God. You got to talk to, you know, and, and I think, um, again, you know, sometimes you hear this stuff, John, and, mm. and you, you even said it in the car. That people would just say, "Well, you, you were lucky." Oh, or, unbelievers yeah, often, yeah, yeah. Or you know, yeah. oh, you were just lucky, or yeah. you know, that's great. You, no. you have you have great luck. People yeah. don't people don't understand. This is children's bread. Yeah. yeah. This is this is God. Mm -hmm. Jesus Himself said, "You." He looked at the men around him. He says, "You yeah. being evil, hmm. know how to give good gifts to your children. Uh -huh. How much more so your heavenly Father?" Yeah. Yes. He's calling us that's that try to be good fathers. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, if our child asks for a bike or they want this for Christmas, we try to do what we can do to get yeah. them just to see that joy. Yeah. How much more so our Heavenly Father? Right. But if we don't ask Him for these things, what, you know, how, but to your point, David, if you tell this to unbelievers, they'll say, like we just said, well, you're lucky. Yeah. Oh, that was coincidental. Right. There was an old preacher yeah. who used to preach in Hyde Park in London where you mm -hmm. could get on a soapbox. Yeah. And he was preaching, and a well known atheist walked by and he challenged me. He says, I think when you Christians pray and you see an answer to that prayer, that's a coincidence. Uh -huh. And mm -hmm. the old preacher said, all I can tell you is that the more I pray, the more coincidences I see. <laughs> Thank that, God for the coincidences. Because from an unbeliever's point of view, uh -huh. that's what it looks like. Absolutely. When you're on the inside, you say, this is the hand of God. Yeah. This is God's hand of provision or protection or guidance or favor. But John, if they don't want to believe, we'll take their blessings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. You know, yeah. it's it, it, it's there uh, for the asking in yeah. a sense because yes. it says in the book of James, we have not because we, we ask not, mm -hmm. and and we should be, you know. So getting back to David, of course, we ran through right. a couple of these similarities yeah. or parallels mm -hmm. between uh, David and. Um, Jesus, number one, of course, right. they were both born in Bethlehem. Yeah, Bethlehem is a it was a very it still is a fairly small city, but yeah. back then it was a very small city. Yeah. It's about five miles south of um, 
Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's Bath means house and Laham means bread, house of yeah. bread. Isn't it interesting that the bread of life would be born in the house of bread? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but they were both born there, uh-huh. separated by about a thousand years. Uh-huh. And But that was prophesied in Micah chapter 5 where it says, Out of Bethlehem, little Bethlehem, Ephrata, those couple Bethlehems at that time, shall come forth him who is from everlasting or from eternity. Yeah, right. Now, that's why you see King David was born in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Jesus is born in Bethlehem. Uh, David is not esteemed by his brothers right. at all. He was the youngest. Jesus is not esteemed mm-hmm. by his brothers. You see several instances in the Gospels where they come. And they actually at one point think he's beside himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is, of course, uh, David is a shepherd. You know, that yes. was his, his, his yeah. occupation, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is, is the good shepherd. He's, yeah. Jesus is also called the great shepherd. Uh, but the idea that uh, to fulfill that shepherd role is very important because it goes back to Ezekiel and other yes. places uh-huh. where it talks about the wicked shepherds or the false shepherds were like hirelings. They, mm-hmm. But the true shepherd would come and he would comfort the sheep. He would protect the sheep. He would heal up the mm-hmm. sheep. And Jesus, of course, will declare in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd. Yes. Jesus, yeah. Paul, you see, he was a shepherd. Yes. Now, it is interesting yeah. that on Christmas or the, the birth of Christ, that day, the first ones to visit the newborn baby were shepherds. Hmm. But shepherds runs all the way. Th- nearly all your famous people in the Old Testament are shepherds, starting with Abel yeah. and, and running through with uh-huh. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and David, and uh, Amos, and Hosea, hmm. you know, are shepherds by trade. Yeah. So hmm. I think the shepherd uh, motif yeah. or type is very important, I think, through the scripture. And even to know Jesus as our shepherd today, you think of Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me beside still waters. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. You see, that's all has application. Right. Because David's a shepherd and that pictures, if you will, the shepherd, which is Jesus. So we see that connection. I know you had a couple others you were listening through, David. Well, yeah, they were both conquerors. Both David and Jesus defeated their enemies. David in Psalm 1837 I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. Jesus in 1 Corinthians 15, 25, mm-hmm. for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. Both of them were betrayed by their best friends. Uh, Psalm 41, 9, even my close friend, someone I trusted, this is David, one who shared my bread has turned against me. Jesus in John 18, 5, Jesus of Nazareth, they replied, I am he, Jesus said. And Judas, the traitor, was standing there with him. Right. Um, so, yeah, so th- there's so many of those uh, connection points, John. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, well, what it goes to is you bring up the, the he was victorious. He, he, yeah. Of course, he's a warrior, too. He's always a shepherd. Mm-hmm. He's a warrior. He's a king. But in the confrontation with Goliath, we, we touched on that. But a couple interesting things there. David was not out on that battlefield initially when Goliath was... was Right. Mocking out the Israelites, they were frightened of him. He it was, was 40 a giant. Days, wasn't it? He, kept yeah, he was a long out. time. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. taunting them, and he's mocking right. out even the God of Israel. But the father Jesse yeah. sends his son mm-hmm. to check on the brothers, mm-hmm. and of course Jesus is the sent one. Mm-hmm. The father sends mm-hmm. him. Yes. See, for God so loved the world that he gave, or he sent his only begotten son. Right. So he goes there, and he he becomes what's known as the representative savior. In other words, mm-hmm. he's one person saves all the others. It's like Noah. He's one person 
but he saves the whole family. He basically saved the planet Earth because out of him would come yeah. all the future mankind. Same thing, Joseph. Right. Because he goes to Egypt and he's faithful and he's obedient. He saves his family and he basically saves. You see this one person. It's known as a representative savior, so to speak, character. Yeah. You see? Yeah. So that's who David is. He just didn't de just defeat Goliath. But he, he, he won victory for all of Israel because once Goliath was killed, uh, they all, the Philistines all went away. Yes. So he, he, he yeah. made the victory. So to Jesus, one man, you mm -hmm. know, won the victory at the cross for us, th then we all enter into that victory, yeah. if that makes sense. Yes. So he's very much that representative. Mm -hmm. uh, some people say, well, why just... That's the thing. One man can be the one that can destroy us. If you think of Adam... It says in First Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians chapter five, by one man sin yeah. entered in. Yes. You know, by one man. Mm -hmm. uh, think of the Titanic, for example. Yeah. That captain yeah. made wrong decision. Mm -hmm. Okay, he went too fast. He overshot his lights. He was going mm -hmm. into an ice field. You know, one man. But how many people suffered? The whole ship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You see, one yes. man. One man can be severely destructive, or one man can be the savior figure, yeah, yeah. i.e. And you'll see that even with the Yom Kippur, where this high priest goes in once a year to represent mm. all the people. And it all points toward the ultimate representative, sole yeah. representative of us, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, who gains the victory not over a giant, a wicked giant, but over Satan, over death, over sin. And therefore, we enter into that victory. Yes. Now, after David won the victory, he got great reward, but he also got a bride. And see, after Jesus' great victory, it says he bestowed mm -hmm. gifts upon us, but he also got a bride, yeah. which is the church. Which is the church, right. So you yeah. see these connecting lines yes. are streaming together uh, when we look yeah. at uh, David. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing about David that is very interesting is the people he kind of collects around him sometimes. If you look at 1 Samuel chapter 22, um, it's it's really kind of touching. First uh, Samuel chapter twenty two. Um, look at verses uh, one and two. If somebody read First uh, Samuel chapter twenty two one and two. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam, and when his brethren and all his father's house heard it. They went down thither to him, and everyone that was in distress, and everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented, gathered themselves unto him, and he became a captain over them. Okay, and, thank you. Yes. Notice who comes to him. Those that are in distress. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Those that are in debt. Yes. And those that were discontented. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You see, this is very yeah. important. Yeah. Who does Jesus, who feels most comfortable in Jesus' presence? The sinners, the yeah. tax collectors, the right. harlots, all these. He, he, Jesus purposely reaches out to the marginalized. Yeah. The David in this, in this setting right here really speaks of the compassion of Jesus. Jesus yeah. says in Matthew chapter yeah. 11, come unto me, all you labor and are heavy laden, mm -hmm. and I will give you rest. Yes. Learn of me. But look at these three things here. I find yeah. this very interesting. Think of our own lives before you yeah. come to Christ. Were we in distress or confusion? Yeah. Were we in debt? Maybe literally financial debt, but just the sense of life wasn't complete for us. Right. Life wasn't right. right for us. Plus, we owe the debt of sin. 
That's why you have the famous song. He paid a debt he did not owe. Yes. I owed a debt I could not pay. Yeah. You see, there's no way we mm -hmm. I could have paid for my sins. And finally, uh, it says the discontented. Yes. How many people in the world today are discontented? Yeah. You know why? When they get everything they want, That's right. they find out it's not enough. Yeah, then what? Then what? Yeah. Then mm. what? That's look what it's at, all about. Look yeah. at recently the death of famous people yeah. that know, had yes. private airplanes and <laughs> big yachts and islands. They all know islands. And they die. Mm -hmm. It's sad. It's tragic. Because why? There's nothing in this world that can fulfill that which is inside us. Yes. And that's why St. Augustine says that that man is 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 hungry okay man is is, is at unrest until he finds his rest in thee yeah. you know we we it's a sad thing to say that nothing out here can yes. put to now once we come to christ we can use the stuff out yeah. here right. uh mm -hmm. work career finances possessions to glorify god yeah. he wants us to do that he's given it to us but you it, you can't reverse yeah. it yeah matter of fact he'll say at one point what is it profit a man, yes. if he gains the whole world, world loses, loses his soul. Right? Yeah. You know. It, in John, uh, you were referring to Christ uh, in terms of John six thirty seven. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. Mm. Well, what, why is the compassion important? And you know, I think it's. I actually have four pages on it because that's mm. one of the mm. big take homes I had. The quality matters because without it. Our church will never be able to do what God wants us to do, which is to bring his love as expressed through the life of Christ, death, and resurrection of Jesus to the gospel to all men, even people we don't like, people that are in distress, the homeless. That's what Christ did. He entered time and space for us. Mm -hmm. That's true compassion. I still, when you think about that, leaving his throne, entering time and space on this planet for us to save us from our sins that occurred in the Garden of Eden. But I think the compassion is key with David too. And you brought that up where he was administering to 400 people in 1 Samuel 22, um, as we read. And this was before he was king. Mm -hmm. He had 400 people in that cave when he was fleeing from Saul. Right. And he was taking care of them, and he was a leader then. But what's amazing is when we talk about, you kept bringing up Shepherd. How many times is that mentioned for both? We're not talking about trained soldiers. We're talking about these leaders were shepherds, and that ties into the compassion because sometimes trained soldiers are mercenary. Right. And right. You, you take a look at the power that those shepherds had to lead people. And so when I take a look at the profile of Christ in my own life, what I try and do is I try and be humble in ways that he was. And man, am I challenged by that every single day. Yeah. I am challenged by that every single day because I'm not humble. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not nice at times. Mm -hmm. I, I do judge other people. And so when you take a look at that secret sauce of Christ mm -hmm. that got him to come down and take time and space, that's really what I'm trying to emulate. And man, is it hard. I don't know how you can do you can do that without other believers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so did. but anyway, that that's that's where I see a typology with yeah. David that is so striking yeah. for me. I think that's well taken, yeah. David. Because again, all of these portraits that we catch about our Lord, these are like little brush strokes yeah. out of famous painting. You you detail them in like that. And when you step back, you see it gives us a full, fully orb picture. Of the person of Jesus Christ. Now, just to look at this a little bit in the Old Testament, if you look at Isaiah chapter 11, uh, this glimpse of a promised one that's coming, which is going to be um, 
basically of the household, you know, it references David, but it, it has to do with the Messiah. Look at Isaiah chapter 11, and look what, um, look what it says even in, in, in chapter 1 and 2. I mean, in verse 1 and 2. And there shall come forth a rod out of them of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Notice where it's coming from. There mm -hmm. shall come, this is future, yeah. a rod. That usually means strength. You know, Moses had the rod, you know, means, or, or it's almost like a scepter. From where? The stem of Jesse. Who's yeah. Jesse? Jesse is the father of David. It represents that kingly line. Yeah. Well, it's coming, a branch shall grow out of his roots. In other words, it's, the kingdom was cut down. It was taken over, and you know, if you study the Old Testament, but out of it's going to come a branch, a, a seedling, out of this this line of Jesse, which is the kingly line of Judah. It shall grow. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, the fear of the Lord. And now you see, this is the, this is messianic. This is this is a picture of the Messiah. Hmm. Go down to verse ten. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to the people for who, for who's going to seek him? For a Gentile shall seek him. Yeah. Now this, this was unheard of in the kingly line back in the old, it was for Israel. Was for the, now this one that's coming from that line of Jesse, from the line of Judah, even that's why we're sitting here this morning, because yeah. we Gentiles yeah. have sought that root of Jesse, that branch, which is the Christ. Mm -hmm. Very similar thing you're going to see um, when you go even in, in uh, Jeremiah and other places. Uh, for example, Jeremiah chapter 23. What I'm trying to do is, is look at this stuff way back in the Old Testament that's foretelling mm -hmm. the coming of Jesus Christ. In chapter 23 of Jeremiah... Mm -hmm. Verses um, 5 and 6. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, I will rise unto, I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is the name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. Now this is two verses. Written 700 years before yeah. Jesus comes. Yeah. Wow. And it says, Behold, the days are coming. Future. Yeah. It's not present. Says the Lord, I will raise to David, son of David, from the Judaic line, the kingly line. There's that branch again. of He's a king. He will execute judgments and righteousness. Judah will be saved. Israel will judge. And this is his name by which he the Lord our righteousness. He's coming. Yeah. Do you understand? All these prophetic truths are embedded in the Old Testament. Yeah. If we would search, that's what Jesus says, search the scriptures for yeah. they testify. Mm -hmm. If we don't search them, we, we, we limit our, um, our faith or our belief just to maybe certain portions of the New Testament. Yeah. He wants us to look at the whole counsel of God, the whole story. Yeah. You, know, you ever go into a movie yeah. like halfway through? Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Who's he? You know, yeah. You're yeah. trying to get yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like this, you know. Once you understand the full overarching, mm -hmm. what they call the big story or the yes. meta-narrative, 
then you go, oh, I see how this fits. I yes. see. Not only do I see how this fits, but I see how I fit into it, right. which is right. we're, we're in the story. Yeah. When Jesus is praying in John chapter 17, his high priest, he says, Father, I don't pray for these alone, mm -hmm. but for those that come to believe as a result of their testimony. Mm -hmm. That's us. Mm -hmm. You see, by future extension. Yeah. So mm -hmm. this is like really powerful when, when you look at it. And again, no men could have sitting down and put this thing together. No you know, I mean, we couldn't sit yeah. here and say, hey, let's start a new religion. You write this part, you write yeah. that part, yeah. Wanda, I'll write this. Yeah. No way. No yeah. way. You know, this, is, this, this story is so unified, it's mm -hmm. so complete. Yes. It, it's just amazing. It so is. there you just look at a couple. But I want to look at one, I think we ended with last week. If you look at Psalm 16. Okay. Psalm 16. You got that, David? Sure. Um, th this is a famous song, and it's... It, it, it's Attributed to David, right? Uh -huh. Sure. But you, um, which just look at um, verse um, uh -huh. one. Well, let's read one through four. Okay. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my God. Apart from you, I have no good thing. Mm -hmm. I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. Okay, so he says faithfulness, this one is faithful to God. Right. Now look what he says in verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Right. Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh will also rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Sheol, mm. nor will you allow my your holy your holy one to see corruption. corruption. You will show me the path of life, and in your presence is fullness of joy. Notice yeah. th there's a very important thing he's saying there. You will not allow your holy one to see corruption. That title is very important. Holy one is God. You'll see yeah. this out. That's why even demons, when Jesus cast out, they go, What do we have to do with thee, thy yes. holy one of uh -huh. Israel? So when you look over at Acts, actually the Apostles chapter 2, and this is Peter's famous uh, sermon, actually the Apostles chapter 2, um, Acts, uh, the Apostles chapter 2, and let's look at um, when he, he's going to bring out a very interesting point in verse, um, it starts with verse 20, actually 23 and 24, he sets it up where he speaks about Jesus and it was in God's plan. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, but because it was not possible that he would hold an unto of it. Okay, thank you. So here we see this was a predetermined plan of God. Mm -hmm. People say, well, the Romans killed him, the Jewish people killed him. No. This was God's plan that yeah. he would die. Okay? Right. Yeah. And, but then it says God raised him up because death couldn't hold him. Mm -hmm. But now look at verse 25. It says, for David says, he's referring to this Psalm 16, yeah. I foresaw the Lord always before my face. He is at my right hand. And then it says, <clears throat> verse 27, you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. He makes this point. Peter does, verse 29. Men and brothers, let me speak freely to you. In other words, open, I'm just going to be straight up. 
of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us today. You've been in Jerusalem, Wanda. Yes. I've been there. Yes. You can go to the tomb of David. Yes. Now, there's there's yes. different was, but they believe there's his tomb. Okay. Yes. Peter's yeah. making the point. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn in an oath to him that the, the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to his throne. Foreseeing this, he's saying David's David's tomb is there. His body is in decay. Yeah. Mm. But the Holy One, verse 31, has mm -hmm. not seen corruption. You understand how yeah. important that is? Yeah. He's saying this Jesus Christ, verse 32, he has raised up. Boom. The prophet, That's what the prophet said would happen. Yeah. And he's saying, you want to go over to David's tomb? It's right over there. Right. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is yeah. this is real stuff. And you see that linkage well, with oh, yeah. uh, David mm -hmm. to the person of Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, now, this really, really gets interesting when you see when Jesus comes in on Palm Sunday. That's when they say, blessed yeah. is he who comes. Do you have yeah. that, David, if you want to read it? Well, but he's coming in on... Which, um, which uh, verse is that? Um, um, it's the Palm Sunday case. But he, as he comes in, yeah. they're hailing him as a king. When he comes in on that point, he comes in and they're saying, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He's coming in and they do not want him to, to oh, yeah. be that's celebrated. Matthew 21? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's Matthew 21. They do not want him to be declared, oh, this is okay. the king of the Jews, you yeah. know. Okay. So, um, the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? Mm. The crowds answered, This is Jesus, yeah. the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. You see what they call him first off when he comes son in? Son of David, yeah. Son of David. Right. And, and There's like six the, the, times they call him the son of David in Matthew. Well, wow. 17 times in the New Testament. In the New Testament, Matthew the, was six alone, I think. Yeah, yeah, because Matthew is a kingdom language. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So this is very powerful that they, not only do they call him that, but he allows himself to be called that. Yes. Many times when All Jesus right. does miracles up in the north, up uh -huh. in the Galilee, mm -hmm. he says, don't tell anybody this. Don't tell it. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons he didn't probably didn't want to be mobbed, plus the Romans might have, he had to be a, he had to be in Jerusalem at a certain time in a certain place to make the Passover offering. You right. know, kill him. Yeah. yeah. But he says he's coming in, like you just read. Then it says, uh, verse 5, Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, lowly, sitting on a donkey, on a yeah. colt. Yeah. Well, that's that's very powerful language. That's right. coming from Zechariah chapter 9, mm -hmm. verse 9. Here he comes. And, of course, like you just read, David, where the, they cry out, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Boom. There, I mean, that, there you have it. Uh, and he's he, he's receiving this. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. not saying, don't know. The Pharisees are all saying, don't, don't, don't say. Yeah. But he's, he's freely, this is one time yeah. he's going to allow himself to be acclaimed for who he truly is. Mm -hmm. And that this starts what we would call the Passion Week. But what's interesting here, he comes in. And all that week, especially when his trials start, they're looking at him, both civil, uh, Pilate and that group, mm -hmm. as well as the religious, Caiaphas and Ananias and all these, and they can't figure out anything wrong with him. They say, you know, Pilate says, I can't find anything wrong with him. Uh, he later washed his hand. I betrayed innocent blood. Um, Judas will say, I betrayed innocent blood. They get a couple witnesses. They can't get their story straight yeah. because he... 
he Jesus will challenge them and say, which one of you convicteth me of sin? What did what happened in the Old Testament before you offered up a Passover lamb? They examined it to see if it had spot or blemish. Yeah, if it was. If it was they perfect. were expecting yeah. the yeah. Lamb of God, unbeknownst to them, yeah. that he didn't have spot or blemish. Wow. See, he's the Holy One. Yes. You understand this? Yes. He's the Holy yeah. One of God. Now, um, perfect sacrifice. Perfect, perfect symmetry too. Yeah. Just how it dovetails together. Right. So if you look now. Jesus will give these um, um, parables and this whole thing goes back and forth about who he is and who he claims to be. And uh, look at chapter uh, 22 and verse 41. Um, of what? And 40, uh, we're staying in Matthew. I'm oh, sorry. okay. Chapter 22, uh, verse 41 and 42. It's very confrontational here because it's coming close to the end of Jesus' ministry and basically his life here. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, The son of David. Okay. Now, they knew when the Messiah come, we looked at the Old Testament prophecies, yeah. he had to be the son of David. He had to be from that kingly line. He had to come from the tribe of Judah. And they say, Okay, he's... he's, he's this is really interesting what he's doing with them here. Yeah. Usually they're asking him questions right. to trick them. Now he's turning the tables on them. He says, okay, who, whose son is he? And they said, son of David. Yeah. Okay, he says to them, look at verse 33. He said to them, how then does David in the spirit call? Notice he's saying this isn't David's thoughts. or mm -hmm. He's saying he's being controlled by the Holy Spirit when he writes his psalm a thousand right. years ago. Yeah. How does he call him, who? This son of David, Lord, saying, the Lord said to my Lord, you see what's going on here? Yeah. Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. David is saying, the Lord said to my Lord. This is the heavenly father saying to his son, the Lord, sit at my right hand. That's hmm. where Jesus sits today. Till I make all your enemies your footstool. That's what he's doing now. But ultimately he will do it when he's Lord of Lord and King of Kings. He says, how does, how does this happen? If he has to be an offspring of David, but he's, then he says, Verse 45, if David then calls him Lord, how can he be his son? In other words, how can he be God comes before yes. David, but how does he come after David? Right. Mm -hmm. Because he's the eternal God, yes. transcendent, but he enters in through the incarnation and he's a descendant of mm -hmm. David. Mm -hmm. Do you understand this in Isaiah when it says, behold, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son, son is given. Yeah. See, a child is born yeah. is incarnation. Yeah. You know, he, he entered into the human the condition. Dying, but a son yeah. is given. He right. was a son for all eternity. Yes. And they don't understand fully it. Fully so man, he, fully God. Fully. Yeah. And he says, if David then calls him Lord, mm -hmm. how is he his son? And yes. no one was able to answer him a word. Mm. Nor yeah. from that day did anyone dare ask why. Because if they answered this, they would get on their knees and, yes. like Thomas did, and said, "My Lord, and my God." Yeah. Mm, you right. Turn. Let's turn to this psalm. Just look at it for a second. Look at Psalm 110. <clears throat> That's I mean, again, this this is. Yes. Look, look, look how it opens up. I mean, you know, the Psalm Lord, 110. The, the Lord, Lord God, wanna. The Lord said unto my Lord, "Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool." The mm -hmm. Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Thou rule thou 
in the midst of thine enemies. Notice that, that rod, that it's like yeah. a king's scepter or the yeah. ruling. But he's quoting right from this psalm. Yeah. The Lord said to my, my Lord. Lord. How can you? Wow. This, this is a hint of the Trinity, yeah. the community in, right. in the Godhead. Right. Then he says, verse 3, your people shall be volunteers. And this a willingness to come to him mm -hmm. in the day of your power, in the beauty of holiness from the womb of the morning. You have the dew of your youth. Notice verse 4. The Lord has sworn and he will not relent or go back on his word. Mm -hmm. You are a priest, this one. this was, mm -hmm. You are a priest forever. Yeah. Now, Old Testament priests were not forever because they would die in another yes. replacement. Yeah. According to the order of Melchizedek. Boom. There he is. Melchizedek. Yes. Wow. You see? The famous Melchizedek. That, so then, then yeah. he says, the Lord is at your right hand. Mm -hmm. He shall execute kings in the day of his mm -hmm. wrath. On and on. So what you're getting here is, is the authentication or the verification yes. of who this coming one was. And again, if somebody's listening today and they lack understanding or mm -hmm. faith in this yeah. um, number one i would encourage you i would start with the gospel of john and just pray god would reveal it. but number two i would really encourage you to go to a, a, a church yeah. that preaches the word of god that teaches the word of god and you can start understanding these yes. uh, truths that are revealing god's word but once you see it it's airtight yeah it's airtight i mean if you go to the very end of the bible the very end of the um in the book of Revelation, mm -hmm. one of the last things that Jesus even says is related to this whole thing about David. He says, um, <clears throat> Revelation chapter 22, verse 16. Revelation chapter 22, verse 16. I, Jesus, have set mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. And the bright and morning star. Notice that. Thank you, Wanda. Mm -hmm. If you're the root of something, you come before it. In other right. words, you're underground. It's coming out. But if you're the offspring, exactly. you come afterwards. Yeah. So he comes before David. He's after David. Same thing he's doing back yeah. there in Matthew 22. Mm -hmm. So for Jesus, he, he this whole thing about David is right here in the book of Revelation at the very end of the, at the Bible you know, story. And he says, the, the root and the offspring of David, the bright and the morning star... And the spirit and the bride, that's us, yes. say, come, let him who hears say, come, let him who thirsts come. Three times you see this welcome mm -hmm. invitation. We serve an invitational God. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Come unto me, you that are thirsty, and I'll give you waters. Come, let's reason together, though your sins be as God. You understand this yes. principle? Yeah. It's not, God is not like, stay away, don't, yes. I'm an angry father. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, it's not like that. God, it says... God takes no delight in the death yeah. of the wicked. You see? Yeah. He's, he's he wants to collect up everybody. He wants us to everybody. come to him, but yeah. we have a will, you know, and, and we have to move our will in that yes. direction and to yeah. say, Lord, I believe. Lord, forgive yes. me, a sinner. Yeah. But I like the fact that three times in that one verse, but the, also the other thing here is that the bride is included. Mm. So we, we are included in this welcoming invitation. Right. You know, yeah. uh, that's why it'll say in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we have this ministry of reconciliation. <clears throat> there's a great wedding. Re Revelation brings out the fact there's a great wedding feast going to be held in heaven, right? Now, who in a normal wedding, in preparations for a normal wedding, who sends out the invitations? The bride. Yeah. The bride. Mm -hmm. What are we doing now? 
as the bride of Christ, the church. We Which should be I giving out the invitations. Yeah, like, <laughs> we should be giving out the invitations. Yes. You see? Because, because yeah, it, it'll good. also say in First John, <laughs> as the bride of Christ, yeah. as we know this is coming, this what's called the blessed hope, the groom is coming, the bride, we're motivated to purify ourselves, to get our yeah. garments ready. Yeah, David. You, you know, John, the other thing I think that stops a lot of people from uh, feeling they can read the Bible or come to Christ is they don't forgive themselves of the sins they made. That's a good and point. And when you take a look at the Word of God, it causes people to be regenerated. In 1 Peter 1, 23, it says, Having been regenerated, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, through the living and abiding Word of God. So if you're going to follow Christ and you start to put yourself into the Bible, that living Word is going to resurrect you. You are free from your sins. Yeah. And that's the beauty of why you want to run into this. You can be forgiven. There is hope for you. Yeah, you bring out a good point yeah. there because there's many believers today that are are, are are living under the guilt of forgiven sins. You see, the atonement is complete. That's but where if, you, you stay paralyzed. That's what the enemy wants. Exactly right. right. We're the set free. The secret is to get in the Word. Yeah. That's right. And if yeah. you read testimonies, right. I mean, people that were... I mean, we're all sinners, don't get me yes. wrong, but I mean, yeah. really, mm -hmm. you know, murder and, and, and mm -hmm. kidnappers and all this, yeah. that have come to Christ yeah. that can be redeemed and regenerate right. and live a holy life or a transformed life. Right. It's powerful. Right. But today, to the point of David, that you bring up a good point, in <clears throat> Psalm 51, where he's not like Jesus, yeah. is when he prays for this forgiveness, where he says in Psalm 51, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Yes. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Mm -hmm. See, he says transgressions, iniquity, yes. sin. Yeah. He did commit a lot of oh, sin. Yeah. You know, but oh, yeah. God will say, this was a man after my own heart. Yes. Yeah. You understand? Mm -hmm. Now, this is where it differs from um, Jesus, but nevertheless, this yeah. whole issue of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. For I acknowledge my transgressions. My sin is always before me. Against you and only you have I sinned mm. and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Then he says, look, verse 5, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Th that's true with all of us. All yeah. of sin comes The only one that, that was not born in iniquity or in sin was Jesus. Yeah. He was virgin born, but more importantly, right. he was the holy one. No sin touched him. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part. Make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop. That was like a brush. Mm -hmm. And I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be white. Look, look at the whole tone of this thing change from transgression and sin and yeah. iniquity to whiter than snow, clean. Mm -hmm. And then he says, this is powerful. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. In other words, conviction I had. Hide your face from my sins. Blot all my name. Created me a clean heart. Well, who can clean? give us a yeah. clean heart but Jesus? Yeah. He gives us a new heart, That's not right. just a clean heart. Yep. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. And then he says something very important. Verse 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. You see that? Yeah. All these benefits. Yes. Uh, there where you have David and Jesus. Uh, but this whole mm -hmm. idea, the central issue is, mm -hmm. is forgiveness. I mean, you know, how can an all-holy God forgive an all-sinful man? Yes. Well, yeah, that's the whole that's the whole deal with the cross. It's his compassion and yeah. love for us again that yeah. brought him in time and space. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I first got with you, you started telling me I was like a newborn baby because uh, I'd never read the Bible from right. front cover to back. Mm -hmm. When you look at First Peter two, 
2 to 3, it says, As newborn babies long for the guileless milk of the word in order that by it you may grow into salvation, if you have tasted that the Lord is good. So as newborn babies, the first thing they need is milk for nourishment. And you told me it's going to be a long time I'm going to be on milk. I'm still on milk. Well, but uh, but in, in a lot of respects, though, uh, I, I think when you come as a new believer, you have to realize that God expects it to be slow. He expects you to walk before you run. And that's, you know, this stuff, I mean, this has taken me eight years to even see any patterns in the Bible. Mm. Even with you, you know, just the way it's, it's come through. But it's so important, John, that, that I think the key to wanting to read it is to know that Christ is throughout it. So it helps you connect up the chapters and to know by reading it, you are free. Yeah. We have salvation. There is a purpose for our life in this world and there is life after death, eternal life. Yeah. Two of the biggest questions the world has always looked at. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, we're coming up to the close, yeah. but you bring up a good point, That's David, where it says point. in First Peter, as a newborn baby, the only way we get into the kingdom of God is to be born into it. We're born into the, into this life right. through no choice of our own. Our, yeah. our, our parents mm -hmm. gave us birth, okay. But to get into the kingdom of God is a choice. To as many as received him through them, he yeah. gave the power, mm -hmm. the privilege to become a child of God. Yeah. We're born again. Right. But once you're born again, it, you read the verse in First Peter, desire the sincere milk of the word. Now here's where there's big problems. When somebody accepts Christ, but they don't get into the word yeah, of God. Exactly. So they lend up a convert, but not a disciple. <clears throat> they don't go on yeah. to maturity. They yeah. can actually have a shipwreck because they don't they're not being yeah. nourished. Yeah. The one thing you don't have to teach a baby is how to desire milk. Yes. Mm. They don't care what color the crib is, the blanket is, the mobile. It could be three or four in the morning. They're gonna tell you they want milk, right? Right. But yeah. as you as you drink the sincere milk of the word of God, mm -hmm. as you grow, mm -hmm. then Jesus says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Yes. You go from milk mm -hmm. to bread. Yes. And then in Corinthians, Paul says, I want to feed you strong meat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The deeper things. See that the three often three is the the, 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 the threesome in spiritual growth. Remember the good seed that goes into the ground? Right it bears yeah. 30, 60, 100 fold. Yes. In yeah. 1 John, it says, I speak to you little children. I speak to you young men. I speak to you old men or the elderly. See those three stages? You often see that. So what this tells me is we're all in process. Mm. But we yes. must cooperate with the Word of God yeah. and move forward. I mean, I'm hoping that's what this station we can do here is, is yes. help us all Exactly. Grapple with the That's word of right. God and see yeah. how does this apply yeah, to my absolutely. life. Yes, absolutely. So, Amen to that. Yes. Well, <laughs> thank, thank you again, Wanda, <laughs> Thanks, for Wanda. handling the controls yeah. and absolutely. keeping it, uh, the sound it going out. And um, <laughs> really I think we have a special right. guest coming up in two weeks. Yep. Okay. We'll talk mm -hmm. more about them. Okay. And I appreciate everybody listening in this morning and uh, seeing this similarity or foreshadowing or type of. David is much a type or a illustration of Jesus Christ. We ask you to, you know, continue. If you have questions, you can call the show, but I would really encourage you to, to look to a church in your neighborhood if you don't yes. belong to one and get into the Word of God. Yes. We live in a time and age, it's so easy to access the Word of God. It sure is. You know, from YouTube yeah. to radio to churches to... Right. So in a sense, there's, there's no real excuse. No. And so until we meet again, God bless all of you for listening. And again, thank you, David. Thank you, Wanda. You're welcome. And, Great. Uh, thank you. We just ask a special blessing on our listeners. Heavenly Father, we thank you for everybody that tuned in this morning. And we ask you, Lord, that uh, you would just bless them. Uh, yes. Maybe they're not yet a believer. They have not committed their life to Jesus Christ. 
We just pray your Holy Spirit would teach, instruct, guide them into new life and all these abundant life that you promised them. Maybe there's somebody that has doubts or is weak in their faith. We ask you to strengthen them in the inner man. And for all of us, Lord, we ask to be strengthened and that we can do that which pleases you. And we do seek your blessing on each of our lives and our families. We don't deserve it. We haven't earned it, certainly. Mm -hmm. But we ask you as our Heavenly Father, please bless us that we can bless others this week in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a great weekend, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. God bless. God bless.